Oh yeah, that first, more, like, that's the weird. first episode. Like it yeah. wasn't. It, but it's all like he made it up. He yeah. like created it all. Yeah. There's another scene similar, but like way worse. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um. Yeah. We're talking about The Witcher, everyone. Welcome to the rom-com dudes. I'm rom-com dude number one, Austin here. I am rom-com dude number two, Carlton. Ten things we hate about you guys, okay? Number one, you don't tell people to listen to us, okay? It's number one. Number two, you don't tell your family to listen to us. Number three. Go ahead. You aren't suggesting enough movies for us to watch. Yeah, suggest movies for us. Come on. <laughs> We're going to go all the way to 10. Number four. No. <laughs> the title really is like, it does not have a lot to do with this movie. Yeah, and not till the end. Okay. I have a confession. I've never seen this movie until now, which is pretty weird. Like I, I would have really liked this movie when I was younger. I would have, but uh, I thought it was a journalist and he, she like wrote 10 things I hate about you. And like it got, yeah. so the basis leaked. of the title is the, I don't remember. If it's the, the poem. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, but the the where the or the story came from is I can't remember if it was the uh, screenwriter or the director. Um, but they they had written and they actually still had the journal, I think. And it was instead so it wasn't ten. I don't know where ten comes from, but it was things I hate about her ex. Oh right, husband or yeah, boyfriend. Karen McCola, McCola, the writer. Mm, that's her name. Yeah, so that was the basis of. And then obviously, this is very this is Taming of the Shrew. Yes, yeah, it's a it's Shakespearean um, Taming of the Shrew. It's loosely. It's not like it's, oh yeah, Taming of the Shrew is more about like she being super ugly, and that's why she can't date anyone. But you find out she has a really good personality, and that's when they start dating. Yeah, type. that's that's more Taming of the Shrew. This one's they can't date because the father says so. Yeah, the father's the worst in this, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, like that, they they would never do that in a movie nowadays. You know, like the father's so just patriot, like or uh, patriarchal. Like you cannot do it. You cannot touch boys. You can't look at boys. And it's yeah. just like it. It didn't to me. It didn't age well. Oh no. But yeah, it it works well with Julia Stiles' character, though. Yeah, like it explains. Like there's certain things where it explains about her, but I think just that relationship alone. Yeah explains her behavior right i mean that's i guess the way to do the taming of the shrew part is it's a good modern take on it i guess um dang man this this cast is really good yeah first of all like it's it's really fun to see these four people i mean the fourth one uh what's her name um uh larisa olenek she's not the most famous of the four She's like the least, but yeah. like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Julia Stiles, or yeah, Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger, just like ooh, so and, on point, uh, right? Yeah, even uh, what's his name is probably also pretty small. I can't think of that. Oh, the kid, uh, David Crumholtz. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they, you know, they they just nail it, right? Like Heath Ledger, they he becomes a star after this, this was his first American movie, oh, yeah. and then that's how he kind of just went off doing like a Knight's Tale, and then he did, which we should do. I think a Night's Tale would be fun. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, it's a rom com, right? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Like it's kind of it. It's. I mean, there's some drama and some cheesy '90s elements. It's, we, maybe we'll do like Princess Bride, a Night's Tale. Like we'll do those kind of nightsy. I forgot we want to do. I love a Princess. Bride. Yeah, we we need to really do that. I think it would, I. I, I really might be like, next. Maybe we'll do that next. I like Night's Tale a lot, so I I would be 
very okay with watching that. I've watched that movie so many times. I think we owned we owned it as a family growing up when mm-hmm. it came out in I say nineties. I mean it's early two thousands and really the nineties and into like two thousand five. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it's a I don't know. It's a fun film. Yeah, I I need to. I know I've seen parts. Yeah. I've seen the like the um the joust part and they like sing. Don't they have like a pop song? There's a lot of there's a lot of uh yeah. So they like the crowd chants "We will rock you." Yes, that's the scene. And I've then seen. they're at the dance. They're dancing to modern music. Yeah, and I've seen like the his butt. The Heath Ledger butt scene. It's not Heath Ledger. Oh, it's, it's uh, Matthew McConaughey? No, it's not Matthew McConaughey. It's, uh, oh my gosh, Vision. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, Pe- uh, Bentley. Yeah. Uh, it's butt. Yeah. Yeah, so I've seen, like, parts. Yeah. But, I yeah, I need to see it. Anyways, Heath Ledger, he goes on, what, he goes on and does A Knight's Tale, and then he does, uh, I just want to see. Was A Knight's, when did this come out, though? Wasn't This is 1999. When does A Knight's Tale come out? Uh, Knight's Tale is 2001. Was it really? He has other movies, uh, The Order, Four Feathers, uh, Brothers Grimm, Lords of Dogtown. Have you seen Lords of Dogtown? It's so good. I still want to see Brothers Grimm. I heard Brothers Grimm's kind of bad, but I just kind of want to see it just because I like him. I've seen the Brothers Grimm. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I was young. I thought it was cool at the time, but I'm sure I wouldn't like it today. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain really put him on the map. That was like his Oscar nomination. That was an interesting... That film has was made at a very interesting time. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, uh-huh. because I mean, it was enough after because there was a whole like because Ellen DeGeneres' thing because mm-hmm. the the chick who was the the partner in her show, Jurassic Park lady, um, what is her the actress's name? Oh, Le- Leah Dern. Yeah, because uh, both of them kind of went Laura, through it. Laura Dern were kind of shunned in Hollywood. Laura Dern isn't gay. Yeah, but she would she would help portray that. She oh, portrays yeah. the partner in Ellen. Yes, yes. And okay. For that reason, she she had a hard time for a while. Right. So it's just an interesting. It was the when this movie was released in the time like it was a weird like transition period of like that being more acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, like because it like I said because they, they Oscar buzz for it. Yeah. But at the same time, there was still like this taboo thing. It was just a. A weird time and it probably did a lot of good for I, I think it, it did for sure it did um i've told this story many times but my brother is gay and i remember going into his room and sneaking out and finding movies in his room and he had broke back mountain and i always thought that was really weird you know like we we grew up in a time where like when we were kids it was like no you're not gay like I feel like that's a little because we're a very conservative Idaho, oh, yeah. and so it was very shunned upon. And then, like the, the older we got, the more we were like, oh, that's, very, stu- "That's stupid." Very, like, they're people. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I, I still remember just like certain conversations in like middle school and high school. Yeah, like just what was acceptable to say. Mm-hmm. Very bigoted stuff, really. Yeah, like <laughs> ignorant. It was bigoted. very normal for us to say like, "That's gay." Yeah, like you, you just can't, you don't say that in high school anymore. I'm sure. Yeah. But, like, um, I don't know. But what I was saying is, like, I thought it was, like, oh, my gosh, my brother has Brokeback Mountain. That's, like, a, you can't watch that. It's so taboo. Oh, yeah, know? especially in our, like I said, our culture. Like, when that movie came out, it was, yeah. like, the way that people were acting Beauty and the Beast almost. Yeah. I, I want to ask him about it now, but it, it was pre when he came out. And so I'm, like, I wonder if that movie just kind of helped him. I don't know. But I think it did do a lot of good. Yeah. Uh, and like, I still I've seen never it. seen it. Yeah, I haven't either. I I always saw it as pretty taboo, and so it probably stuck in my head that like, no, you know, like, it's, yeah. 
but um, Jake Gyllenhaal and, and Heath Ledger, like yeah. you can't go wrong there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then he did Brokeback Mountain that really like got him out uh, of like Hollywood. And then he did I'm Not There, which is the uh, the Bob Dylan movie. And oh, then okay. he did Casanova too, which is a, uh, I forgot he was in Lords of Dog Down too. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, The Dark Knight, which is Oh, like, he was in The Patriot. That was, uh, I knew yeah. like, there was something else he was in. Yeah. He has a smaller role in that, but. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, The Joker, The Dark Knight. I still want to see The Imaginarium. I've seen parts of it. It's not very good. But it, I don't know if that's the movie's fault or if it's Heath Ledger passing away in the middle of its fault. Because the, the idea of him being kind of these multiple people mm-hmm. was because it was in the middle of filming. And yeah. Like, we want to finish it. We want to honor him type thing. And so. Yep. It was. It's interesting when you think about like the actors, like, yeah, there's some similarities between all of them and like some like looks and roles that they played with Johnny Depp and uh, Jude Law and who's uh, Colin. I think Andrew Garfield. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. That's who it was. But yeah, it's. I, I've seen parts of it. And I want to like, see it just for the visual. Yeah, it's. I, I like weird films like that. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and Terry Gilliam directed it, who directed. Uh, um, uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Oh, he did Well, he does weird movies. Like he did the Holy Grail, but he has a bunch of others like Brazil. And there's, yeah, he just came out with a movie, uh, Don Quixote who killed Don Quixote, I think with Adam driver. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so Heath Ledger, like, he, I mean, tragedy, we all yeah. know he died really young and he had a huge and upcoming like career, but uh, I, this is his first American film and it's very like, he's the best part Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like he, he's the only one looking like, well, they all look like they have a lot of fun in it, but he looks like he's really yeah. having some fun. Like, I think he had the most in fairness. He had the, the most fun role too, in my yeah. opinion. Now I want to say this movie when I, it's two rom-coms in one, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. And I actually thought it was. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the star, and then oh. you start realizing, like, no, no, this is, I've never seen this either. Mostly Julia Stiles film more than anything. Yeah, Heath Ledger and oh, Julia yeah. Stiles, in which Heath Ledger doesn't show up for the first 20 minutes. I yeah. feel like 15, 20 minutes, he's kind of a late comer in the movie. Yeah. But then, like, yeah, he's in most of it um, after that. Overall, I really like this movie. Um, it is of its time. Like oh, yeah. super ninety nine, right? Like <laughs> oh yeah, very the music was very nineties. It's like heavy music driven, uh, oh, yeah. like scribbling font, like oh yeah, in your face nineties. This, this felt very um, reminded me of Freaks and Geeks a little bit. Yeah, stylistically. Oh yeah, that is true. I didn't think of that, but it is very. Yeah. It doesn't help that it has the um, I don't give a damn. Any damn is that in it? Reputation. Very beginning. Yeah, it's uh. When she's driving the car, because oh, yeah. there's the four girls who are listening to that one song, and she comes up blaring that song. Yeah. And that song's in Freaks and Geeks, which I immediately just made that association. But then when I really thought about it, I was like, man, there's a lot of stylistically, like the way it's shot. Yeah. Like very the similar. The comedy. Yeah, the comedy's pretty similar. Yeah, it's uh, very, very similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, another good film that we watched. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're watching just good films. <laughs> like, yeah, we had a we had a while where we were just kind of watching kind of mediocre films for a while. Yeah. We were just like kind of crapping on them a little bit, trying to find the best things about them. But we've been... Yeah, we've been like We've been very roll. consistent about like <laughs> romantic comedies uh-huh. that are good. Like we yeah. had a film like... Um, 
Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which is just a fantastic film. We're, we probably like pushed the boundaries on like, is that actually romantic comedy? Yeah. That's debatable. But like all these films we've been watching have been very Nightmare Roman, Before Christmas is romantic <laughs> comedies yeah. that are good. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, I've been excited to watch these. And I think I texted him like, I'm excited to talk yeah. about these movies. They're they're super fun. It's yeah. something to talk about finally. Like I said, I didn't see this movie until it's married. Michelle really likes it. Mm. I think we actually own it. But she really likes it. It's really up her alley. And yeah, it's just a fun there's a, the way the story is told, that there's a lot of mystery. Yeah. But you don't need to know the mystery, right? Like a lot of the a lot of the mysteries revolves around Heath Ledger's character, right? He's kind of portrayed as this bad boy. So the basic premise, if you haven't seen it, is uh, so Julia Stiles and I can't think of her sister's name for the life of me. Yeah, um, I said it at one point. She's kind of weird. Bianca, I think, is the actual sister's name, like the character's name, because it's it's Cat and Bianca, yeah. which are characters in Taming of the Shrew. Yep. Or like a version of it. Larissa Olenek. Olenek. Yeah. I'm not going to remember that, so I'm going to call her character's name Bianca. Bianca. So they're sisters. Um, Bianca's kind of this feminist punk girl. Yeah, like, super smart. She yeah, wants very, to... Very intelligent. Um, but they are raised by their dad, who's a... He's a doctor. He's a kind of... No. OBGYN. Is he an OBGYN? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's a doctor. Yeah, he because that's where that's a lot of his um so he's very protective, won't let them date. Yes. And he's very a lot of it has to do because he he delivers babies and so he talks about teen pregnancies. Oh, right, right. That's, that's right. where a lot of it kind of comes from. A lot of his portrayal, like I think they could have had had that character. And I mean it was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Times are different. But there is a way that you they could have done that. Made a little more. The timeless. dad's so one note. Oh yeah, it's very he's very boring until the very end. Like he, it's a little bit better, but it's yeah. it's you know what he's you know what's coming out of his mouth. Yeah, it, like the moment he comes on screen, it's like oh, you're not going out tonight, are you? Yeah. Like that's the whole character. Yep. And, and so um, Julia Stiles' character doesn't care. She doesn't want anything to do with boys. What you learn about later. Um, there's some beautiful stuff with rules in this movie. Like now I don't love the dad's character, but he sets up rules that I really like. And it's like, it's like you guys can't date until after you graduate. Is that what the yeah, rule that's is? That's the rule. That's the, that's the first rule. Yeah. And then he, and then they go back on the rule, which I was like, Ooh, that's fun. That's yeah. You don't see that in movies too often. And the dad says, okay, you guys can date, but cat has to date someone. If you want to date someone, Bianca, yeah. Bianca's the hot popular girl. Yeah. And cat's not. And so, Bianca's trying to get Kat to date. Yeah. And it's, I was like, oh, that's a good rule. I like these rules. <laughs> and it's funny. You can tell, like, it's one of those things where you can tell he, there's a lot of little things, like I said, as much as the dad is not a great character, you can tell he has a good relationship with his daughters. Like, they're teenagers, so it's weird. They're going through weird times. Also, mom's dead. Yeah. Right? No, she left. Left, yeah. Yep. Yeah. This one, she left. Um, but you can tell that he just, he knows, like, he can make, the, he was very confident in that rule, because she doesn't go out with anyone. Yeah. she's <laughs> She just stays home and studies and reads. And I think, because there's an aspect of it where I think he wants her to be a little more social, so he uses that to kind of, if if it works out, he's happy, but he doesn't think it will work out. Yeah. I think so. um, Julia Stiles, I wish they chose, like, a little bit uglier of an actress. Yeah. Because Julia Stiles is gorgeous, yeah. you know? Like, she's really pretty, and, and she's can, pretty in this. And But you can tell they're, like, she's, I mean, she has makeup because it's a movie, but you can tell that she's not. Toned down. She's definitely. toned down, oh, especially yeah. compared to Bianca. Um, um, they definitely look like sisters. They yeah, did they good do. casting there. They did. 
Yeah, I didn't. They were the casting. This is interesting because how old was? Because Julia Stiles was seventeen when they shot this. Film. Oh, was he? I believe yeah. that they they were all under eighteen. Heath was, Ledger might have been the two that were the, the funny ones. Was the um, the weird Shakespearean girl? She was twenty eight. Oh wow! And then Bianca's friend, who kind of craps her at the end, she's twenty six. Well, Heath Ledger was born in seventy nine, so he would have been twenty. Okay. In 99. Still, I mean, he's got a pretty young face anyways. Yeah. he. They were talking about, I was reading that they all became really good friends on the set of that. Like all of the Yeah, that, that was interesting because uh, it was uh, David Kremlitz who was talking about it. He wrote a piece saying that, that they were worried about what Heath Ledger would do at first uh-huh. because he was cast later. Like they were doing whatever you do beforehand. Yeah. And yeah. they bonded really well. I was reading interviews with Julie Stiles who said she was just like, they were asking about Heath Ledger, was, which yeah. was dumb. They shouldn't have. Because they started dating. That's probably why they did. Oh, yeah. That could have been. But they asked it like, can you tell us about 10 Things I Hate About You? They just wanted to get more about Heath Ledger, which here's a here's a tip, guy. Like, if there's anyone listening who wants to interview people, it's not fun for the interviewee, like the person you're interviewing, to ask about someone else. Like, mm-hmm. unless that's part of the story. But, like, if you're interviewing um, Steve Carell, which we're going to talk more about, you don't want to ask, or John Krasinski, you don't be like, how's Steve Carell in the office? Like, who cares? That's yeah. not, ask, ask John Krasinski about directing. Like, yeah. that's what he wants to talk about. He doesn't want to talk about Steve Carell. And so what, what you hear, she's just like, yeah, Heath Ledger was a great guy. Like, he did some good things on the set of 10 Things I Hate About You. And it's like, yeah, that's what you'd expect. Yeah. But anyways, the movie turned 20 years old, so there was a lot of interviews with all oh. of them last year. So, yeah. Interesting. Anyways, keep going. What were we talking about? We're just going to go the basic kind of premise. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so then Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is a new kid at school. He's like the surrogate for the audience. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like coming in and being like, hey, like, what is this world about? What is yep. the, the, what? And they're like, here's the jocks. Here's the cowboys. Here's the, here's the emos. Here's the potheads, you know giving you the lay of the land of the school, which the school is so cool looking. It looks oh, yeah. like a Hogwarts school. That's an actual school. There yeah. are no sets. I know. It's crazy. It's a real school. It's a real school in Seattle. And yeah. there's a, it's a crazy school. Yeah. Um, so um, David Kamal, Michael, apparently, uh, plays this character who's just kind of assigned to help him, help Joseph Gordon live it yeah. out. And they become friends. So yeah. I don't, was he assigned to help him? Is that I what think, it was? I thought so. Yeah. I wasn't sure on how they, like I saw the movie and I was like, did Pretty they just su- immediately was, hit it off? And they I were think just he friends was, or. Cause that's sometimes, you, I don't know if that's a real thing. It wasn't in small schools, but I've seen that. Maybe that's just a movie thing, but someone, it would make, if you think about it, it would make sense to kind of give someone, yeah. who's new, someone to help them walk around the school so they can Get find familiar. their way around. Sure. Whatever. If that's real or not, I don't know. That yeah, didn't yeah. happen in Firth. So. Yeah, it didn't happen in Rigby either. <laughs> well, that's what happened. I'm pretty sure that's why. It's very quick. Um, and so Joseph Gordon-Levitt comes across Bianca. Mm-hmm. So she's beautiful. And he's like, you don't want to mess with her. What's was, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing now? Has he done anything? He just gave a TED Talk recently. Oh, yeah, but. Um, he does uh, He does this hit record thing. It's yeah, what thing. is that, though? Like, what is hit record? Is that st- that's crazy that's still going. I know yeah. what it is, but. I, I, I signed up for a long time ago, so sometimes I look at him like, I should do that because there's, like, a lot of music projects. We're like, oh, this is a pretty good idea. So the idea is, at first, at first it was, like, the Joseph Gordon-Lewis show, but I think he stepped away because he was getting criticism for it. But it's kind of like an open platform. Why was he getting criticism for it? Because it was pretty much just a Joseph Gordon-Lewis thing. 
like he was kind of the center of a lot of the big projects. Oh. Which makes, I mean, to me, like, I was like, why would he get criticized for that? He's a famous face. That's what's going to make the company money. Right. <laughs> but whatever. Um, and so it's just like a open, open source creative project. Mm. So like the idea is that if you are willing to put something on there, you're willing to let someone else touch it. There's always like remixing. So if like I had a song idea, I'd be like, hey, throw it. If someone can add lyrics to this or someone can add animation to this or whatever it may be. And so they've done a lot of partnerships. Like they did a song with, uh, what's that rapper's name? Logic recently. Um, they have a big contract with LG. So oh. whenever they do like a lot of LG commercials that are shot with LG, are usually produced by Hit Record. Oh, I gotcha. So. Yeah, he's, I feel like he's just made a lot of bad movie choices lately. And then. He did one people, recently that got, that did well. He did Snowden and it wasn't very good. Well, the, and then. Like, that was in 2016, and he hasn't really done a movie since. Like, he has a cameo in Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, because he's a big... Or him and uh, Ryan Johnson, who's the director of Star Wars, are, like, buddies. Uh He's done a lot of movies with Ryan Johnson. And then he did a movie called 7500, which is a plane movie, but I don't think it's released yet. It's, like, done, but they haven't released it. And then he was a voice in Knives Out, too. But, like, other than that, he's in... The Walk, which wasn't very good, which is that um, French where they walk between the two towers, the twin towers. Oh, the that that guy who were the that's a based on a true thing. Yeah, isn't documentary. It? Yeah, um, and then he did. The, he just hasn't done a lot of Don John in 2013. Oh, I thought that of, did decent. It, I mean, it was okay, but it's like he used to be huge, right? Lincoln, Looper, The Dark Knight. Right? Oh yeah, he's the son. He's uh, Abraham Lincoln's son. Oh. And then he did like The Dark Knight Rises, 50-50, Inception. Like he was in all these great movies there in the mid-2008, 2012, and then he's kind of just fallen off, I feel like. I think he's doing a lot with, because I think he writes too. Oh, does he? Uh, He doesn't have a lot of writing credits on IMDb, doesn't he? He wrote Don John, and he directed Don John, but he hasn't kind of. I I think he does a lot with his company. He did a, it looks like he did a documentary for, it's called Band Together with Logic. It looks like a PBS thing. So yeah, I think that was. Oh, YouTube original. Probably with Hit Record. Yeah, I think, I think that's what he does a lot with Hit Record because they do have a lot of big contracts and stuff. Gotcha. And I think he really enjoys that because he's, he's a really talented human being. Yeah, no, I under, I, I just feel like. I mean, like, like Renaissance type thing. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot. Right. I think that he'd probably just, A, he probably made. Poor acting choices, which is probably he's just not doing as much lately. There. The last and so because 10 years he has so. other interests, he probably just doesn't care. To yeah, extent. I mean, <laughs> if you he, have other interests, I would probably be the same way. Be he's like, oh. super talented. I mean, ever since like Third Rock from the Sun and like Ten Things I Hate About You, he's been popular. Yeah. You know, people know who he is. And, and looking face, and he has a movie coming out with uh, Aaron Sorkin directing and writing. Aaron Sorkin wrote like uh, um, West Wing and, and oh, okay, uh, A Few Good Men and Molly's Game, Social Network. So he's a huge writer. He, a lot of people know who Aaron Sorkin is, but he's yeah, in The Trial of Chicago 7, which is an Aaron Sorkin joint, which is always good. Like, you want to be in an Aaron Sorkin film. So maybe that'll maybe that'll get him back in there. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I really like yeah. uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, like, I would say in, in high school, he was probably one of my favorite actors because I saw him in Inception. I saw him in The Dark Knight. You know, I saw him in these movies that I really liked, and he's charming. Oh, yeah. And he, he's a beautiful man. So it's it's hard to see him fall. <laughs> I just want him back, you know. <laughs> That's a real cry. 
Okay. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized we never actually talked about. So the big kind of. Sorry, I got us on a the tension. Gordon Levitt that goes on later. So Joseph Gordon Levitt tangent meets Bia- meets Bianca. At least it was about the actors this time. Yeah, that's true. Not not John Krasinski. <laughs> um. So he meets Bianca, really wants to date her. And so I'd like to, there's a couple things we could go into, but I'd rather just kind of get basic things done and talk about what we like. Yeah. Um, so him and, I can't remember the actor's name, David Kremaltz, make this kind of situation where there's a there's a bad boy. I can't even think of the guy's name. I can't either. He's pretty generic. Yeah. He's the... He's the bully slash... Pretty boy. Pretty boy, but he's not uh, even that good looking. Yeah. It's kind of weird looking, honestly. Yeah. He's gotten weirder looking as he's gotten older too. Um, so they they convince. There's this roundabout method where they, Andrew Keegan. Yeah. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt wants to date her, but he he's told about that he can't date her because they're not allowed to date. But then they're not even like allowed to leave the house. That's what it feels like. Well, they want to go to a party, and the dad's like, "No, you can't. You know the rule. You can yeah. only go if Cat goes." Anyways, yeah. so the basic idea is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And David Krumholtz get Pretty Boy. I'm just going to call him. Joey is his name. Joey. I learned. You can Um, call him Pretty Boy. We'll call him Pretty Boy. Because Pretty Boy wants to date Bianca. Yes. But he can't. Right. But they know that if they can get Julia Stiles with someone, so they're going to do some The rule. You know, they they know the rule. Because Bianca says, if Kat can date, then I can date. Yeah. Yes. So they, that's how, that's where Heath Ledger comes in. Yes. So he They pay him money. Yep. So the, the, they convince Pretty Boy to pay Heath Ledger to go out with Julia Stiles so that he can go out with Bianca, and they're gonna. Their grand plan is to sweep in and take Bianca. And the plan's kind of like it's not the best plan in the beginning because Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, "Hey, if 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 we can get Cat to date Heath Ledger, then we can um, date Bianca." But then we they also know Joey wants to date Bianca, and they they also know that. Joey Bianca likes Joey more than Joseph Gordon. <laughs> like yeah. this is all pretty clear from the first half of the movie. I mean, the thing what I like about it is like it's not like you can tell it's a bad plan, but they're high schoolers, yeah. so that's a plan that high schoolers would make. Right, and they even men- they kind of talk about like, well, what if he, you know, Bianca could still date Joey, and the friend is like Joseph Gordon Levitt's friend is like, no, 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 she won't do that. She'll date you. Promise. And it's like, what? How do you promise? <laughs> That's funny. And so that's kind of the main idea of what's kind of going on. Yeah. There's a... That's the tension. Yeah. You know, like Heath Ledger's, it's a lie. It's, you know, one of the lie tropes, but like Heath Ledger's getting money to date Cat. I like the way that this one's played off. Yeah. Of all the lies. Yeah, it feel it doesn't, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's not a... It's innocent. I don't know if innocent is the right word, but it's He's not, the bad boy, so it's like something he would do. It's yeah. in character. Yes. Yeah, it's not like a weird like lie that's not in character of like yeah. the proposal or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's I mean that's that's your basic setup, and so a lot of it has to do with Julia Stiles wanting nothing to do with him. She knows he's a bad boy, and you there's a lot of I like the way this is kind of played off with Heath Ledger's because there's a lot of rumors that kind of yeah. come around him. He's been to jail for seven years. He sold his kidney for something. Like, yeah. There's just a lot of stuff about him because he's kind of a quieter and he's, he's he had to like leave for a while and he came back this year for school. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know much about his parents or right. anything like that. Um, and so it, it, it sets him up for this to be a bad boy if he wants it and he takes advantage of that. Yeah. And so... Uh, 
yeah, it, the ending is like what I I like. The ending's not super predictable, which I like. Um, I'm not sure. Like, you're not sure if Joseph Gordon-Levitt will get with Bianca or not, which is nice because Joey is in the picture the whole time. The bad boy mm-hmm. or the the pretty, pretty boy. boy, not the bad boy. That's Heath Ledger. Yeah. The pretty boy is like like always wanting to date her and Bianca wants to date the pretty boy and he has a nice car and all these nice things. And so I, I like that the Heath Ledger thing and the, the cat situation, Julia Stiles situation were that was predictable. I saw that coming, but at least we had this other love story going on that you were like, okay, this is keeping me on the edge of my seat. There's a dance at the end that they want to go to and it's Cat's senior year prom. prom. Yes. And, um, and of course the rule comes into situation and, um, Cat goes to the dance with Heath Ledger, but they're mad at each other because Cat finds out that he was taking money yeah, to so, date her. Because there's a first one of the first things that happen is she she's falling for him. Like mm-hmm. they have chemistry. Yes. Their chemistry is so good. Yeah, it is. Um, and so it just lends itself well to the story where you can tell that they like um, they do that weird paintball thing. Yeah. I've never seen that. In I my, haven't either. It's like water balloons filled with paint. Yeah. Looks fun. Yeah, it <laughs> does. I guess. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. It, it would be, um, but they're in a paintball like stadium. T- they're yeah. not a stadium, but like a paintball course. course. Yeah. And so there's a lot of it is just kind of, there's a lot of little things. This song happens for, her, that's what he uses to get her to go to prom, right? Or yeah. is that before to get her to fall? It, no, it was time. the, I think it was the, the, the song. I'm just trying to remember. So, because you have an arc where they they get together and they kind of have this fight where mm-hmm. she's like, "There's there's something. What, what's in it for you?" Yeah, because she kind of has this, this suspicion or whatever, and so that, that's what causes their first fight. Yes. So I'm trying to remember though, but he uses the song to get with her in the the first Dakota. time. That's from I, mean, I think it's the first time. The first time. Yeah. So he's doing what he can to be because he's charming. Because he person. likes her, he does. It's not the money anymore. It's not yeah. about the money. So that's where I'm like, I'm getting a little bit. You would think this the is the prom recent. comes from. He just comes to her door, and he's just like, "I'm so sorry. Okay, let me take you." And then she says no, but ends up going. And then and then he like charms her. I think at the prom. Yeah, it's just like he's just he dresses up. He looks really nice, and he's just like, "Let me take you to the prom." And she's like, oh, "Fine." Yeah, you did all this for me. Yeah, because she she ends up going to. The oh, prom. he buys her a guitar. That's at the, the very end. Oh, the right, 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 right. So she ends up going to prom Oops. to help Yonk out. Yes, that's what it is. So earlier, I think it was one of the more fun scenes. So one of the ways that he tries to get her to like him is he uh, pays the pet band to play this. I can't think of the song right now. Oh, yeah. A, I know the song. But he he sings to her. Yes, it's so good. It's that's so, the best scene in the whole movie. It's so fun. He's like... I don't know what the song is, but he's like dancing on this in the stadium, and I'm confused why he's in trouble for that though. Like, I don't these... know. well, he oh he breaks into the the audio oh. room, and oh, okay. he's kind of already troublemaker. So yeah. one of the scenes I think is funny, just the way it's portrayed, is the when she when he's in detention. Oh, because he's in detention for it. So yeah. this does happen afterwards. I hate this scene. Oh, you hate it? I hate it. it it's it, like you would get in so much trouble. Oh, yeah, you would. Well, they, they get away with a lot in this school. For how nice this school looks, it looks like a private school, but they're yeah. playing it off as a public school. But in real life, it probably is a private school. Yeah. And then they're like, they're swearing and like smoking weed in the school, doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, there's no way you'd get away with all of this. Yeah. Especially in a school looking like that. The character I really like, it's a small role, is the teacher. 
Oh yeah, so the, funny. The, yeah, me. the the his no the English teacher. Yeah, right? the English yeah. teacher. Which they talk about Shakespeare the whole time. Every time they're in there. Yeah, I mean it makes sense <laughs> for what the movie's about. Uh-huh. So that they have this teacher where she's uh, he rolls his eyes at her every time because she is a smart aleck mm-hmm. in the class. He always says something about it. He always makes fun of Joey, Joey, a uh, pretty boy, which is always funny. Um, the thing, the the part that I like about this relationship is how she genuinely wants to do the assignment. Uh-huh. So, because there's like there's three different scenes of the teacher. So the first one, you kind of get a sense of him, and you kind of understand her relationship with school and how smart she is. And because too she's smart, a, like smarter yeah. than the teacher. Yeah, and so she, he he kicks her out all the time because she's annoying. Yep, <laughs> it's kind of fun. And but the second one, what's funny is how she's like genuinely wants to do the assignment. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out. You <laughs> want to do this? No, get out. <laughs> Made me laugh so It was hard. pretty good. And he's like, his portrayal is super funny. Like, just, you had a teacher like that. Yeah, oh yeah. And I think that's what was so nice. That was so fun about the character. I, this movie, I think I said, I don't know if I said this or not, but it has such good energy. Like, yes. through the whole thing, it's so energetic. Like, how the, it's, I mean, the, the high school reminds me of a musical which isn't a bad thing, but that's what it like feels like is er, there's always things going on in the background. Yeah. People are always moving, but it's all choreographed very well. And, um, I just think like that, that all works very, very well. Um, and then like the relationship between Heath and, and Julia Stiles is, is great. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of bad things. I mean, it's, it has aged the well, that, that well, which is fine, but like it's aged well, and like there's it's there's fine. aspects that haven't aged well. It's so nineties. Oh yeah, like uh, that's the thing. But it's not yeah, bad. It's just a it's just a product of its time. Yeah, but not in a bad way. It's yeah. like watching like there's cringy point. The like Breakfast the, Club or the something. dad is cringy. The uh, yeah, it's so, um it's the, the, the scene like so there's funny aspects of it, but it's very cringy because she Julia Style flashes the teacher to help. Yeah, Heath Ledger get that out was of it. cringy. Yeah, but it, it's fine. Like it's. Uh, I don't know. Again, I hated that scene because it's like, you would get in so much trouble. It's not like, that's gross. Yeah. It's just like this man's like 60 years old and you're flashing your 16 year old boobs at it. It's just yeah. so gross, but it's fine. It's just a product of a time. That's oh, yeah. exactly what would they would write. You know? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know, like uh Ferris Bueller's is a, t- a product of its time. So I've never seen that movie. That's no, good. I've heard good things about it. I mean, it's, we should, we should watch it. Um, is there romance in it? Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's like a high school comedy. Oh, okay. kind of. It's a lot like Ten Things I Hate About You, but it's. I don't know. I don't think there's a relationship in it, but you we could pull it off. We could okay. say something. <laughs> um, Surprised you haven't seen that movie. You'd yeah, really like it. I've been told that many times. But yeah, yeah, the way the movie kind of ends is so they're at the prom, and. We haven't really talked about Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bianca. I like how I'm using the actor. And- yeah, there's like a party where he like he's trying to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's trying to get with Bianca, and uh, I don't know the character of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's name, but they try to get together, and he's like the Bianca's trying to get with Joey, the uh, pretty boy, and yeah, that's kind of a fun scene, the party scene. Yeah, so because there's a, something that happens with the friend, with Bianca's friend, and she ends up. I don't remember what happens, why Bianca's kind of turned off by Joey. There's something he does. Oh, he's just kind of, instead of talking, because he's a, a model. That's one of his kind of yeah. big things. And she, he like poses for her and like weird about it, and she doesn't like that. So he ends up leaving because they try to go to another party. 
and then Joseph Gordon-Levitt ends up taking her home. Yes, that's what. It, that's right. That's why the party's important, and because um, he's gonna give up. Yeah, but Bianca, because Bianca goes to prom with Joey. Yeah, but then oh no 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 she, no no he was going to like yeah, that was he, the whole plan. He asks her. Yeah, and she says yes, but then Joseph Gordon-Levitt shows up first and takes her. And then Joey shows up second, and, and the dad's like, "Get out of here! What are you doing here?" I, I do enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, it, it it fits because he doesn't say anything. He just opens the door, looks at him, and closes the door. Well, a clock is right twice. Yeah, a broken clock is right twice a day. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like the dad, there's some good moments. Yeah. With oh the dad, yeah. But he's, I still just don't. Oh yeah. Think he's he, overall, he's not. Oh yeah. I knew jo- so. George Gordon Levitt's name is Cameron James. Cameron James. Because it's a playoff of James Cameron. Yes, Cameron. So yeah. Because he yeah. So they go to the prom and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets with Bianca and kisses her. I think right they get they kiss. Yeah, because they, they kiss after the party first. Yeah, and so that's kind of where that that relationship kind of starts to bud. But they're just, I mean they're just having a good time at the party. I mean yeah. at the at prom. Um, but Joey shows up. Um, and he, and he pun- punches Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> yeah, and then does Heath Ledger protect? No, the girl does. Bianca, Bianca, Bianca does, which I really liked. Face. Yeah, that's that was a right. Fun little, Cause she, I mean, cause she, she had been in love with Joey. Yeah. There was kind of a, an important thing in kind of describing what happened because this is what causes, um, cat to want to actually go to prom for Bianca. They, they have this uh, sister moment where, um, cause Joey, you, you can tell that there's this tension. You just kind of assume he's a pretty boy. She's the, the punk girl that they mm-hmm. just, they're, they don't mesh. But apparently they went out together mm. and they right. they had sex. Yes, that was when they were in eighth grade or something yeah. like that. And because she was uncomfortable with it, um, he dumped her. Great twist. Yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. It, was, it was like, oh, yeah, I could see that. And it, 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 That's why they know each other. It's a story. Yeah, it, it worked really well. I like that a lot. Um, and so that kind of goes into it. She... She already kind of had her problems with Joey. Like, he was just a pretty boy who had the cool car. Yeah. Like, that's what she liked about him. She's this adventurous teenage girl. Like, it made sense for her to like him. Right. And so she's mad because she realized, wait, there's this other boy who's learning French for me. Because there's that moment where Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of goes off on her and how he really liked her. And yeah. kind of charming for this little high schooler to do this. And so, yeah, she punches him in the face, and it's great. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's good. good time. Before that happens, he um, gets mad at Heath Ledger. Pretty mm-hmm. boy does. Right. And that's where you find out that he's been paying him so yeah. that he could date Bianca. Right. Julia Styles gets mad and she leaves. Yep. But then they have a they get back together. And then the classroom scene. What's the classroom scene? The final classroom scene where she the, you get the name of the movie, Ten Things I Hate. Oh movie. yeah. So because the, they the assignment is there. I'm writing what, a poem. Yeah. A soliloquy. It's based off of uh yeah, it's, it's a, based off of I think it's a Shakespearean soliloquy. Yeah. I think there's a specific one they say, but I can't remember I what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has this thing where she pretty much confesses that she cares about it. That was one take, and she wasn't. It was she wasn't originally supposed to cry. Oh, wow, <laughs> interesting. Good. Julia I didn't Styles know being a rock star and actress. <laughs> wow, it was really because she did a good job of that scene. And so, so she leaves. They have this kind of awkward moment, and uh, when she gets to her car, there's a, a scene earlier. They, there's a lot of music in this, um, where she plays guitar. She wants to be in a band type thing. Yeah. And that's, they're all like no doubt knockoff bands. Yeah. Apparently that's a real band. <laughs> no, I saw that and it's a no doubt knockoff. Band. Yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what it is, but I just had never heard of them. It's pretty funny. Um, 
And so she, because it's like a lead woman singer, but like it's ska. It's yeah. very no doubt. Well, that was the yeah, because the ska happened during the prom music was weird. I guess maybe that would have been popular for that time period. Well, I, I've there's not a lot of live bands in the modern day like era, and I feel like, but in movies, it's still very common. Oh yeah, you know they just show these live bands. I don't know. Um. So yeah, oh. he drink my juice. He kind of. They kind of just have a. It's a pretty cliche ending. Yeah. Of he buys a guitar. He's like, well, I. Well, I, I kind of like that. See, I didn't think that was like because he spends the money he earned from Joey yeah, and buys her like a Stratocaster, yeah. like a really nice guitar, yeah. for like. I mean, for her to like start a band and yeah. stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, like it's cliche, but it's well done. Yeah. Like said, he the way he kind of uh, this kind of cheesy line of I don't know if cheesy is the right word kind of charming fun line of um there's this girl i i, I got this money from i kind of end up oh, falling in love yeah. with her and then they kiss and she's like can't just expect me expect to buy me a guitar every time i'm mad at you you can't expect a kiss and then he interrupts her with a kiss and <laughs> it goes off they i we could talk about the end credits too which i was so good to, it was so refreshing to see the outtakes they put oh the outtakes yeah, at the end fun. of the end credits yeah i like just mess ups or whatever happens and you see them like being charming with each other even after, you know, even after they say cut and everything, it's, it's really fun. You could see they have a lot of friendship between each other and that they liked oh, yeah. each other. Yeah. You can tell the chemistry is just wonderful. This yeah. Film. It's very fun. So interesting about that last shot. So the, there's the, the no doubt knockoff band. Uh huh. Um, so the director had told them every time we fly this helicopter, Every time we take it off, it's $500,000. So you need to do this in one take if you can. And the singer's just talking about the way that they, they didn't actually know how it was going to be filmed. They just know they're just supposed to perform. And so, because you kind of, you see it kind of come up and then go in. Uh-huh. And she's like, crap, we're going to $500,000. And they just kept performing. They thought the helicopter's going to crash into them. <laughs> but she's like, wow. no, I was told $500,000. I can't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that. Man, you did more research than me. Well, I did a lot of research for last week, and then I forgot it all, but it's, yeah. it's fine. I was just looking at This is all just IMDb stuff. Oh, wow. So there's a chance it's not even real, because IMDb has its benefits. Yeah, it's a lot of times it's made up. but Because it's user-based. Yeah. Like, there's no way to really check it. Also, one of the more memorable things in this film, because it's like turned into like a meme and stuff, is him playing with the fire at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. It was just Heath Ledger just... Playing with it. Just playing with it. Yeah, I saw that one. Why is it a meme? I've, I haven't seen that as a meme. I just, that's all it is. It's just him playing with fire. That's oh. Like, I don't he, know why. He's just improving that. Yep. It's like, but it's something everyone would do in front of, that's what's weird. <laughs> I read that and I'm like, I don't know if that's a fun trivia moment. I think everyone would just play yeah. with that fire <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> I like the little things that he does, like with the, he does something with the frog. And then like when Joe's let it force comes up between drills into the book. Oh yeah. That was so funny. It's fun. It's fun to watch this movie. And then like, if we do the night's tale, but it's fun to watch Heath Ledger have fun in movies because it's really showing that he is the Joker in it. Like it is just because a lot of times it's like, that's Heath Ledger, but he's covered in makeup. You can't really tell. Yeah. But like you can see these moments where you're like, oh yeah, Heath Ledger, like Heath Ledger's dancing in the, in the, in the stadium. Like that's what you would see in the Joker is yeah. him do stuff like that. So it was, it was, in, it's interesting to see him cause I to see him act like this. I, I don't watch a lot of Heath Ledger movies, which I should. He's a good actor. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a huge, 
Um, well, anyways, I mean, he, it's big enough. Like he has oh, yeah. enough good movies in there that you, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, the one thing because I brought it up earlier, but what I liked about it is, like I said, we just kind of explained some of these bad boy situations, but you just kind of learn these things. So, because one of the big rumors is he was in jail. Yeah, before, for like uh, seven years, but you yeah. find out it's like seven days or so. <laughs> or I don't even think he was in in jail. Period. Oh right, right. His and, his like aunt took him away for a little while because yeah. of and so bad living situation. So because he was gone the year before, mm-hmm. and that was one of the the rumors was based around that that he was actually taking care of his grandpa. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, that he's he's actually a really good guy. Yeah, he just kind of has a like, just one of those situations where he had bad hat handed to him, and yeah. so he, he he that is a pretty common thing when you have a bad childhood. You tend to be a bad kid. Yeah, like that. Just you're going through stuff, but you, you turn out that he's just doing the best with what he can. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's fun. So. Good movie. I respect it 100. Yeah. percent Um, I can see why people love it, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. I I don't I don't know why I don't have a lot to say about it. it's a convoluted plot which we just went through as you can see. Yeah. Um. And, uh, but like they, they all have good chemistry. It's kind of fun to see young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's fun to see young Heath Ledger and young Julie Stiles. And, but yeah, they all went on and did great things. This was kind of an interesting thing. We've kind of talked about like, how do we, how do we do this differently besides just kind of walking through the plot? And maybe that is the best way with romantic comedies. Cause that's, that's how you kind of flush out the interesting things about each film. What makes this film actually interesting? Because, Romantic comedies are, I mean, it's a pretty cookie cutter approach to something like, you know, what right. these are certain things to make a romantic comedy. How do you add the twist to it? Right. And so that's just been kind of an interesting thing that we're having to deal with, with doing the specific genre that we're doing of movie. Um, yeah. But. You were talking about uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Well, the director of this directed Ellen, the TV oh, really? show. Yeah. Huh. Pretty interesting. And uh, this director, like, he had a big hit in the 90s. Like, he did a lot of stuff in the 90s to early 2000s. But then he kind of, I feel like, got into director's jail because he did, like, Black Knight and some other, like, just terrible rom com type movies. And then he started doing, like, 10 Things I Hate About You spinoffs. Like, he directed the TV show. There's a 10 Things I Hate About You TV show oh, there is? on CW. And then they did a 10 Things I Hate About You sequel, which is called 10 Things I Hate About Life. That was in 2014. Does that have any of the same actors no oh <laughs> i mean maybe like julia Stiles showed up in it or something or maybe the one girl i don't know uh there might be some same actors but yeah he directed a lot of tv movies and tv just made for tv stuff oh, okay um and yeah it's a it's a good movie they're like the scenes we talked about, we talked about like our favorite scenes. There's the, I like how they, uh, they, there's the boat scene right before the paintball scene. That whole date is really good. Yeah. Um, there's the party scene. That's, I, I like how, again, unrealistic, but there's the teacher. They like have a party at a teacher's house. Is that what it was? They, so, cause, uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett and, uh, whatever the other, yeah, the, the friend never can remember his name. They kind of just pick a person's house because they make those flyers. Yeah, and it's just some kid with a. He's a rich kid because there's a little scene right before it. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, "Don't mess with anything." Right. They're all kind of like. But I think he's a mentor or teach. He's older. He's definitely like in his twenties. Yeah, because there's kids around him. I thought he was a teacher at the school. I don't think so. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, yeah. Anyways, so there's this party that happens at his house that he's not aware of, and yeah, he's like trying to keep things nice and. 
and like windows get broken. Yeah, you don't really know much about the whole situation. You don't need to, so that's why it's fine. But yeah, I I think that was the situation though. Like I don't, it wasn't. Here's what would happen because I think his the little thing is his party. Uh, I think they found out about right that was like his party, just his group of friends getting together, being yeah, and so they they play on that where there's already a plan. It seems like a pretty. It's portrayed as a smaller high school to some uh-huh. extent. So you just words gets around. So they find out about this party. And that's where they make the flyer to get right. That's what it is. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Great things. How long have we recorded this one? This one we are at fifty one minutes. Whoa. So way longer than I thought. <laughs> I was like, we've only been recording for We like spent a little bit of time on Joseph Gordon Lovett, so Oh, that's right. Okay, so, so we can do the box office and letterboxed. Okay, here we go. I didn't look it up. Dang it. Should have. How about you do letterbox? I'll pull box off. Oh, okay. I'll play the... 99, that's going to be a good year. 99 is a good year for movie. That's like The Matrix and Sixth Sense and great year. Everyone knows that. It would be so box office mojo, domestic box office for 1999? Yeah, do the weekend. I always search uh, 10 things because box office mojo. Domestic got, 1999 weekend 32. Yeah. What, what's the 99? What's the, what's the days? We'll I think it's out. May, I think. August. Oh, August. Okay. Oh, wait. I just picked a date. I just realized I need to do 10 Things I Hate About You. Weekend. Yeah, I always search 10 Things I Hate About You box office mojo. Because then it's... Cause you would search in box office mojo or just Google? Google. Because box office mojo got super messed up. They updated it and it's... Yeah. Dang, I get to play the game so you guys get to see how bad I am at it. Oh, we're not talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Dude. That's the one problem. <laughs> we were both into looking. <laughs> okay, so, so I, tired. I have the movie. Went to bed late. So budget budget of $30 million. Yes, Yeah. Did it make a lot? Domestic worldwide was 53 Oh. Domestic was 38 Yeah. Wow. So not great. Oh, is this the weekend? It's so, usually, yeah. so you look at the first, so April 2nd through 4th. Yeah, so that's the one. It, okay. Mm-hmm. And you click that, and that's what's going to show me. There we go. Okay. Okay. I don't even know any of these movies. You can click on them and give you a little... I know one of them is. <laughs> the number one movie. If you were to get... It will give me say, some hints. It, wait, it's April? Yep, April, and you set it. Oh, six cents? Nope. The Matrix. There you go. Oh, Matrix. Number one's Matrix. 27 million? Yeah, it did really well. Well, That wasn't even its first weekend, was it? So, how do you tell? It usually says, like, it has a number. Oh, that was its first weekend. Oh, okay. It does really well. I think it grows legs. 10 things about, what was it, Walt Disney Studio? Yeah. I I, I saw that later. I did see that. Okay. This will take me a second to do these movies. (laughs) I'm not as. Number two. I'm going to say. Number two has. Um, what does it have the people in it? It doesn't always have the people, but it gives you a description, so you can kind of go off the description. The remake of a 1970 Neil Simon comedy follows the adventure of a couple, Henry and Nancy Clancy, vexed by Miss Fortune while in New York City for a job interview. Um, I don't know. Internet's being slow. I don't care. I don't know this one. It's a Steve Martin film. Oh, it is? Yep. The Jerk? No, that's way too early. Oh, Father of the Bride? Nope. 
It was, where's the director? Sam Weissman? I don't know. The Out of Towners. Oh, yeah, I don't know that one. No. I should, so sorry. Number three? What's number three? That was number three. Oh, what was number two? Ten Things I Hate About oh. You. Oh. <laughs> okay, number four. Here number we go. Number four, a comedy about a psychiatrist whose number one patient is an insecure mob boss. Oh my gosh, what are these? Robert De Niro, Billy Crystal. Oh, um, it's this and that? Nope. Uh, analyze This? There you go. That's what it is. That's what I meant. Never even heard of it. Because Analyze This is the first one. Analyze That is the second one, and that's where I was getting it mixed up. Okay. A soon-to-be-married man encounters an exciting stranger after his plane suffers an accident on takeoff. Whoa. Oh, it's a thriller. Who's in it? Ooh. Sandra Bullock and Ben Affleck. Oh, uh, I DreamWorks don't, distribution. I don't know. You know, did, DreamWorks did live action. Yeah, they do a few. It's because it's Steven Spielberg. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I don't know this one. Forces of Nature. <laughs> Never heard of it. Who directed it? It was a person. I know. You had quit being. Apparently, this is a romantic comedy. Oh, we're gonna do it now. Wait, I think we I think we talked about doing it. I think it's on Disney or Hulu Is or it? something. And we were, yeah. Anyways, directed by Bron Bronwyn Hughes. Huh. Okay, I don't know. Cool. So yeah, so that was the the five. So number six was EDTV. Okay. Uh, seven is Shakespeare in Love. Eight, oh. Doug's first movie. Nine, Life is Beautiful. That's the uh, um. That's the German, I think. It's like a World War II Nazi. I was thinking of something else. Oh, I'm thinking of Beautiful Mind. Never mind. Yeah, Beautiful Mind's the Russell Crowe movie. Yeah. And number 10 was The Mod Squad. The Mod Squad! Yeah, you know, for 99 being a good year, there's a lot of movies in there that I have little desire to see. See, there's a, like when you go down the list, so like The King and I, October Sky, Saving Private Ryan, Bugs yeah. Life, Bugs Prince Life? of Egypt. Um, I start. I watched Patch Bugs Adams, Lock, Stock, and Smoking Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, Lock, Stock, and You've Got Mail. Wow, ninety nine was a good year. But those are all like way down, so they must have come out earlier. So April was just a kind of a rough month, which is probably a good thing because the Matrix came out. Yeah. Because another movie that came out, I don't know if it was. It wouldn't have been the same weekend. Uh, that I really like is. Uh, it's like a same. It's a dystopian type film. It's got. Uh, Oh my gosh, he plays Batman. Why can't I think of the actor's name? Michael Keaton? No, newer Batman. Ben Affleck? No. The trilogy that was actually really good. Oh, Heath Christian Bale? Christian Bale. Christian Bale, Equilibrium. Oh, yeah. That came out in 99? I think it came around the same, because I know it kind of just got overshadowed. I was uh, told it got overshadowed by The Matrix. Yeah, but sense. I think it came out a little later or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, letterbox. Here we go. I'm really bad at that. This is a great one. Uh, Gabby. This is reviewed by Gabby on letterbox. She gave it five stars, the highest review and a heart, meaning like it's her liked. It's in her list. Five stars, okay? She said, Heath Ledger with his hair tied up, covered in paint, looking like the human embodiment of sunshine. That's it. That's the review. <laughs> Thanks, Gabby. Number one. Um, That's funny. 
Yeah. Just because, obviously, someone's just a big Heath Ledger fan. Yeah. Which I don't blame her. He's a good-looking dude. <laughs> There's a, there was one review I almost... I'm still going to read it because I thought it was funny. Uh, this is Sierra. Five stars again. Uh, oh. A heart. She liked it as well. The moral of the story is that all men are evil except Heath Ledger and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And honestly, big mood. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. Well. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, everyone. Uh, give us, uh, give us a follow on our social meds at romcom dudes, um, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, uh, Instagram. Uh, what else? We have a website. We have a website. We do romcomdudes.com. <laughs> it's been a day already. We've been doing this. It's eleven thirty. Um, what else? What are we doing? Is that it? Yep. Just rate, guys. Listen, hold on. I want to take it. Maybe I'll do it next review, but we just, it takes two seconds on, on Apple podcast or any of them just to get, push that five star, you know, like it helps a lot. Okay. Just, just push the five star. There's 25 people who listen to this according to our app. And if 25 people all push that five star at the same time, be a big boost. That's all I'm saying. It takes five seconds. Literally it takes, it's, I'm going to look at it right now. I'll do it for any podcast. You pull it up. I'm doing it right live. I'll show Carlton. Carlton, look. Look. Oh, no. Okay, so you do that. He's watching it live. It goes here. This is a podcast I'm listening to right now. There, right there. All I have to do is push that. Boom. Look. Submitted. That's it. You don't even have to write anything. If you want to write something, we'll read it on, we'll read it on, the, on air. But here you go. Anyways, takes two freaking seconds. Just do it. And because I'm the worst. Carlton hasn't even done it. He's going to give us five stars. You can do it on Apple Podcast or any of them. Wait, how do I? Oh, see, it's harder than you think for Carlton. (laughs) Um, How do I rate it? Oh, right there. Does it say submitted? Yep. Yeah, we got one. All of you do it. Okay, thanks, everyone. (laughs) And as always... Bad boy.